so honored to have you here and welcome you to today's conversation. So sit back, take a breath, and get ready to see the world through a new and expansive <laughs> lens with me, Emma Evelyn Campbell. That's just going on for me right now. <laughs> I don't know about you, but like, I never used to live like this. It's only probably been in the past a year that I've really began to like feel like my days just go on forever and that I do a million things but don't really know what I do within those in the days it's the life of an entrepreneur (laughs) (laughs) I definitely didn't feel like that with my nine to five life that's for sure agreed (laughs) I feel like that's a nice little kind of intro into today do you want to introduce yourself and and also just share a little bit about what's on your heart to talk about today well, like that's a nice sure. Yeah, my name started. is Molly Didio, and I am a soul business coach for spiritual entrepreneurs. I love to work with the subconscious mind and spiritual practices and the practical strategy, clear focus, tangible strategy, blend it all in a way that really feels good to each individual person in a personalized way and help people really overcome their visibility fears and issues around confidence and trace those back to moments in their childhood where they didn't feel safe to be seen and help them heal that so that they can even skyrocket their business even more. Mm. Do you think that our confidence, I don't want to say the word issues, but the fear of showing up, the fear of being seen by others, how is that linked to deeply rooted traumatic experiences or even just experiences that we that we deemed as not good enough for us to show up, right? People deeming us as not good as enough to show up in the world. How is that linked? And then how does that also affect us in business? So the subconscious mind is is what holds all of our coding, all of our programming. It's how we're operating 97% of the time is in the subconscious. We're not even thinking about it. It's those patterns that we play out in, in real time, in real life. Most of that coding, most of those patterns that we have were created from the age of zero to seven years old, sometimes up to 12 years old. But really the bulk of our patterns, our beliefs are formed and encoded in our mind and body from zero to seven years old. So we're talking, we're going back to childhood memories of being in second grade and being asked to read aloud to the class and fumbling Mm. up words and everyone laughing at you. I've seen this actual memory come up dozens of times with the people that I work with. It's like, we all have this one moment in second grade that traumatized us because everyone laughed at us. And that translates to how we play out in our business today as an adult. If we don't heal that and we don't overcome and process the emotions that got stuck in our mind and body, that's going to show up when you go to hit live on Instagram. That's going to show up when you go to launch that program. You're terrified that people are going to laugh at you again, that people are going to judge you because you didn't have the tools to necessarily process it when you were actually in second grade or whatever grade you were in when that moment happened to you. Mm. And that, that word overcome. And do you think there's also this sense of those moments before we're kind of moving to that state of being able to show up confidently, just loving and accepting those parts of us that that fear actually showing up? Yeah, I think that that's what we actually have to do, right? We have to reflect on the moments that really are encoded in us. And part of the, I, I don't know if I said this already, but I'm trained and certified in rapid transformational therapy. So I do use that with my clients. Part of that modality is actually going back and 
giving yourself what you needed then. Like, what did you need? Mm. Did you need a hug? Did you need someone to listen to you? Did you need someone to talk you through what was happening? Did you need to scream and shout? Did you need to dance around? What did you need to do? And visualizing yourself in that moment as a second grader, as a seven-year-old, right? Doing that. And it's funny how freeing and how complete that's that allows us to feel when we just visualize those moments of us actually in that scenario that we were traumatized getting what we needed how that Mm. actually that completes the cycle right because the trauma cycle we get stuck in it's like a record that skips it just keeps playing the same spot because we never completed it we never processed those feelings Mm. once we can visualize ourselves going back to that moment and getting what we need that's how you overcome the obstacles that you're facing in real time in your business. Mm, and it's almost, it's deeper as well than just the visualization because you're bringing the body into it to actually experience that moment as if you were in that moment again. So on a deeper cellular level, it's it's able to process and it's yeah. able to to finally release that, that loop that we've been in. Yeah. Yeah, I'll oftentimes, like, this is when, right, we're deep in it. So clients will experience huge releases, crying, um, have them just hug themselves like this Mm. and self-soothe themselves because they didn't know how to do that when they were younger. No one really teaches us how to process our emotions when we're younger. And that's Mm. why this happens to us. Um, But when you can really hold yourself in that moment and give yourself that love, that attention, that you didn't know you needed back then, that is just the most freeing, beautiful thing. And you actually physically release all of that, right? I've had clients that are like shaking to release the nerves and we Mm -hmm. shake it out. I've had clients, again, crying is the release. And actually a release that's surprising to people is yawning. When you Mm -hmm. yawn, you're actually (laughs) physically releasing. That happens a lot in my sessions with my clients. And like you said, it's just about recoding the mind and the body because your body held all of that for, you know, decades if you're an adult now. And this happened to you when you were a child, allowing for that physical release, again, completes that cycle so that you can actually move on. Mm. For people that are listening that maybe aren't in a position right now to invest in mentorship or coaching, what are some tools that they can integrate into their day-to-day life that helps them with the ability of self-soothing and also completing cycles so that they can show up more confidently in their life? Yeah, beautiful question. What I would say is get really curious about yourself. If you are nervous to push that Instagram live button, or you've been putting off even posting content on social media or launching that program you want to launch, get quiet, get curious and ask yourself why, and don't make yourself wrong. Whatever first comes up in your brain, follow that train of thought follow it out on the page, write it if you need to speak it into a voice note that you're just recording for yourself. Whatever comes up, allow that stream of consciousness because that stream of consciousness is your subconscious telling you what what was happening and why you're feeling the way you do. A lot of times we'll ask ourselves a question and instead of actually sitting with it and reflecting on whatever came up, we'll try and like fight away the first thing that came to mind. Like, no, that's stupid. No, that's silly. No, that doesn't make any sense. Okay. It has to be this instead. Mm-hmm. Um, the first thing that comes up, sit with that, reflect on it, write it out, write everything out, write out the whole story, write out how you were feeling. Take a moment to sit with the feelings that come up and really longer than a moment, like deep breath, 
in? Mm-hmm. Where do I feel that feeling in my body? Be your stomach. It might be your throat, your chest, like anywhere. It really can be anywhere. I've had people be like, oh, I feel all this tension in my head. Sit with that. Allow it to come up in a way that feels safe for you. I don't want you to dive into really deep trauma if you don't have resources to um, self-soothe, but this resonates with you. Allow yourself to sit with it. Recognize where it is in the body. Then start naming, like, what color is this? What shape is this? What is the texture of this feeling? Like, does it feel like a rock is in my throat? Is it gray and pointy and sharp? Does it feel like a knot is in my stomach? Is the knot ragged and getting stuck there? That gets you out of the head and into the body where those feelings are stored. And from there, you want to just work with it. Okay, I've got this rock in my throat. Can I visualize myself removing the rock? Can I visualize a stream of light blasting the rock away? What can I do to just minimize that? Can I visualize that I have superpowers and can actually remove the rock and hold it in my hand? Same thing with that rope in your stomach. Can you visualize yourself taking it out and holding it? You might not be able to visualize yourself taking it out right away. This might be something that you need to practice several times because if you're just first acknowledging it, sometimes it's like, I don't want to leave. You can't do this. Um, but doing that and eventually you will be able to sit with it and visualize it in your hand and just thank it for trying to help you because it did the best it could in that moment and then release it out to the universe. Like put in those spiritual practices, say, thank you for helping me. I'm free now. I'm, I'm choosing to be free of this now and give yourself all of that love that you feel like you really, really need. Give yourself a hug, give yourself those mm-hmm. deep calming breaths place your hand here if that's where you felt it and just gently rub your throat like mm. this. Um, I realize we're on a podcast, so not necessarily know what that means, but I'm just gently <laughs> rubbing my throat. <laughs> just <laughs> heads up. <laughs> just gently rubbing my throat wherever you feel it. If it's in your stomach, mm. gently rubbing your stomach and allowing yourself to just feel the release. And again, um, this might be something that you need to practice over several Mm. weeks or over even several months. Really be gentle with yourself and not dive too deep into the feeling right away. Mm. I guess what I'm hearing in that is it's kind of this pathway and road of self-commitment to yourself. And through that process, then we get more and more able to connect with ourselves deep on a deeper level. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And that's really what I always say that my work does. The work that I do with people is deeply transformational. And the biggest compliment that I receive from my clients is that they just feel more themselves than ever before. They feel like they have come home to their true selves. Um, And that's just ourselves are there. Our soul is there the whole time. It's just hidden under these layers of bad things, bad situations, bad experiences that we Mm. never had the resources to process. Mm. The word bad, that just puts something in my mind of like, is there also this element of releasing that judgment that we have of those those parts of ourselves and those things we've experienced? Because we can look back at that child who went through that thing and we can also be like, that was a bad situation. And there's almost a, a judgment in that as well. Is there something that we need to release to also accept them from a more loving standpoint? Absolutely. And part of what I do with clients is get them to recognize how the situation that happened to them in the past is not actually going to happen to them again. So I always ask them questions like, are you ever going to be seven years old waiting for the teacher to call on you again? Mm -hmm. No, you're not. 
are you ever going to be um, like outside of school waiting for your mom to pick you up as a, you know, a 10 year old and she's late and you don't know where she is. You don't have a cell phone, anything. Are you ever going to be in that position again? And people generally start laughing when I tell them these questions mm. and laughter is another form of release because you start to recognize how you've been trapped in this feeling and these emotions and you've been holding yourself to the judgments around them. Um, and you're able to finally see clearly that like, that felt bad in that moment, but that was just something that was happening to me. I'm safe mm. now. It's not going to happen again. Like it, it's literally mm. not going to happen again where I'm 10 years old waiting for my mom to pick me up outside of school. She's late. I don't have a cell phone to contact her. That situation mm. is not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> how is it, how important is it to cultivate that sense of safety within yourself and that internal nourishment of that safety within yourself and your nervous system? I mean, I don't think there's anything more important personally. I think that's like absolutely the most important thing um, that we can work on. It's something that I still work on every day. It's not like I'm, mm. you know, a perfectly healed human. We're all humans here. We all still have our stuff no matter what. Oh, right? gosh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but that sense stuff. of safety. Yeah. 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 That sense of safety in yourself. That sense mm. of I am safe now. I'm safe now. It's okay now. That's mm. what's going to allow you to truly be able to move forward and recognize too, when situations arise where you feel unsafe, whether or not you're actually in danger or not, there's a, a, a like concept I like to teach people, which is false fear versus true fear. False fear is when we we're going to die, but we're actually not in any danger at all, which is basically pushing that Instagram live button, right? Like you're literally not mm. going to die, but you feel like you're going to. That's mm. false fear. And even just calling it out as that can help you be like, wait, I'm nothing's going to happen to me right now. Like no, mm. I'm not in physical danger. If, if I feel embarrassed in any sort of way, if people are judging me, I can close out of this live. I can delete it from my feed. No one actually has to see it again. So reminding yourself of those types of things too mm, is super mm. super helpful and also what was coming to me then almost like when you're seeing those judgments come in actually just allowing yourself to be okay with it being okay it's me being in my truth and that's more empowering than kind of leaning in and giving in to the outside judgments that come in and sometimes it's a deeper reflection of the judgment we still hold for ourselves so again just more love in that moment <sighs> yeah what I find is, and I hate this, honestly, I hate this so much, but what I find is what we typically judge other people for, there's mm. some part of us judging ourselves or there's some part of us thinking what we're thinking about someone else about a part of ourselves. Does that make sense? Like, we're like, oh my God, why is she posting that? That's so embarrassing about that other entrepreneur. Mm. Well, I can't believe she is going, doing all these lives. Oh, that looks so desperate. We're afraid that people will think that of us if we do what she does. That's literally it. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess just bringing more love in those moments is is key. And it's the awareness of those moments and the curiosity to explore those moments that's actually more powerful than how do I get rid of these emotions? How do I release these things? Can I just get curious about them? Can I become more aware when I'm in those patterns? Yeah, that is literally my biggest advice to everyone mm. hands down is, get curious, get curious about where it's coming from, get curious about what you're feeling, get curious and question that thought or that feeling that comes up of like, 
where's this actually rooted? Okay, I can see how this is in the past. And sometimes when you're really deep in that thought spiral or deep in those emotions, you it's very difficult to actually use that logic. Um, because that part of our brain is like turned off when we're really triggered. So what I suggest is working out of that trigger first and then reflecting on it. So you're not trapping mm. yourself in a double trigger cycle. <laughs> mm. Could you give it like an example of that just for someone to visualize kind of that process? So if you're feeling very triggered and you can't really logic yourself out of it, I would say is there's kind of several different ways to go about this. And it kind of really depends on what's going on for you. But initially, deep breaths. How are you feeling triggered? Are you feeling really activated in the sense of like you feel extreme anxiety and you feel really like shaky, like trembling, almost all this energy is circulating? Or are you feeling like shut down? Because if you're feeling shut down, immobile, not able to really speak, or you're just you're just in that freeze response is really what I'm trying to say. The anxious, the energy swirling, that would be our fight or flight. And the immobile would be the freeze and how you handle that is different. Mm. So if you feel like you're shutting down and you feel like you don't want to take any action and you feel like um, almost a, it's, it sounds like a calm, but it's not calm because you're still terrified, but just, you're just frozen. Really? Mm. That's really all I can say. What you're going to do is that's when you're going to want to bring the energy. That's when you're going to want to put on a high energy dance song and break yourself out of that freeze. Mm. If the other thing is happening where you're feeling a lot of nervous energy and you're feeling very antsy and like shaky, that's when you're going to want to take very slow, deep breaths. Listen to a meditation that grounds you, right? We want to do the opposite of what's happening in that trigger. Mm-hmm. And then that kind of brings a balance, right, to what exactly. we're experiencing. And then we're able to take action from a more aligned intentional place within us that's not yeah. kind of rooted in these these patterns and these kind of natural um responses survival responses exactly so with the freeze response that shutdown everything slows you don't actually really want to focus on taking deep long breaths because that's just keeping you in that state of mm. uh immobileness that's when you want to move But when you're anxious, a lot of times really common advice is to like go for a run and move that energy that actually keeps you in that state longer. That's Mm. when you want to take the deep breaths and Mm. really ground yourself. Mm. I think that's so so key, especially on the entrepreneurial path is grounding yourself and bringing grounding practices to everything that you do. Like we were speaking about at the beginning about how our days go and how our days unfold. And I feel like it's kind of because... your your days end up sandwiched with work and then you've got your little grounding practices and your meditation to help you keep moving in a way that's kind of aligned with you on a deeper level for entrepreneurs who are listening to this because we do have a lot of entrepreneurs who listen into this podcast what sort of grounding experiences and practices can they bring into their day so they're not kind of they don't keep getting activated to be in these spaces of fight or flight or shutdown yeah, I have found is this is new for me too. I've been experiment experimenting the past few months because I used to do like my grounding in the morning or like a little bit at night. I used to really anchor my days mm-hmm. like that. What I've been doing the past couple of months is 
still doing that in the morning. I still do a little bit of stretching in the morning and I still do a short yoga flow morning. That's what feels good to me. Do what feels best for you. Um, what I've been doing is I have alarms set on my phone for like every hour and a half. And when it goes off, whatever I'm doing, I literally stop just Mm. for a minute. I close my eyes. I put my hand on my heart. I center myself like that. And I tell myself that I'm safe right now. I ask myself, am I safe right now? And I answer, yes, I'm safe right now. What that does, what specifically asking that question does is build self-trust because Mm -hmm. you're asking and answering, yes, I am safe right now. And then you have the evidence around you that, yes, you are safe right now. That is so grounding, doing that every couple of hours, especially if you feel very activated right now or ever in the future, that's super grounding. Do that five to six times a day and see how you feel in a couple of months. I guarantee you will feel so much better as the day goes on. It also makes you reflect on what am I doing right now? What I'm doing right now really activating me is what I'm doing right now actually what I want to be doing is what I'm doing right now truly benefiting me. Sometimes it's not. And that's when you can stop and be like, okay, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do this activity right now. I'm not going to do this task in my business right now. It's just making me spiral. So Mm. that's what I would really recommend we start with. And it's very simple, right? It's not like Mm. it's anything complicated or anything that takes longer than a minute to do. It's like moment to moment awareness integrated into our day, right? Yeah, exactly. And then that's how you integrate the groundedness throughout the workday, right? Because I said how before, just a few weeks ago, I was doing morning and night. But the whole day I was remaining in that activated space. Mm. Now I can ground myself so much more quicker because Mm. I've been doing it every couple of hours. Mm. And I guess everyone is kind of unique. So just listening to the body is super important for those grounding practices. But like you said, just having that little alarm and that little reminder just to get you out and shift out of that mode and be like, okay, now is time to connect with me again. Then we can go back into the flow. And in those moments where we connect, I don't know about you, if you experience this, but you actually might get some more insights into what you're doing, where you're you're stuck, right? Yeah. Yeah, because what this practice literally does, it gets you out of your mind and back into your body. When we're operating our business, we're typically operating it from our mind. We're ignoring Mm -hmm. everything else that's going on here in our body. And it's not always beneficial. So if you can take a moment every couple of hours to be like, wait a second, how does my body feel when I'm creating content? How does my body feel when I'm on this discovery call? How does my body feel when I'm answering questions in DMs? How does my body feel when I'm on client calls? We kind of ignore that, but exploring mm. that gives you so much depth to the connection of yourself. And like you said, more insights into the way we work and what we can share with other people, mm. whether it be our clients on client calls or whether it be on Instagram stories. Mm. I guess that's the process of embodiment in the work that we're doing. Yeah. Mm. I love that. And I wanted to tap in, you mentioned self-trust earlier, and I wanted to tra- tap into how it is important that is when we're people that are transitioning from typical corporate job or whatever it may be in terms of what you're doing before the path to entrepreneurship, that ability to transition and trust yourself at the same time, that's a that's a minefield sometimes to balance <laughs> and to think. I was I was wondering if you could give some 
like invite people into some tips that they can reflect on within themselves when they're kind of transitioning through those those paths yeah I don't I mean for any transition it's not just business right (laughs) yeah so actually what I started my business with and what I started helping people with is um I used to help people recover from toxic jobs so I would see Mm -hmm. this a lot and it depends on kind of what's going on Ooh. Something happened. Okay. I think the whole screen flashed. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I think so. Okay. um, Let me see. Uh, Trust. Yes. So transitioning, any transition, like Mm -hmm. Emma said, um, does require self-trust. And when we have that self-trust, we're able to tap into our intuition even more. How, How much and how often are you able to actually trust your intuition because that is the guiding force behind everything I do and everything I help people with. Um, I'm very into strategy and the practical and the theory and everything like that. But behind it all is the intuitive knowing of this is the path for me. Can you mm-hmm. trust that transitioning from a corporate job to being an entrepreneur is the right path for you? Can you tap into your intuition? Can you feel that in your body? Can you feel that knowing? And can you trust yourself? My favorite question to ask is, literally this kind of sounds silly is can I trust myself with this like can you trust Mm -hmm. yourself with this and if nothing else was going on if no one else was giving their opinion there was no other noise there was no chatter in your mind would you trust this decision Mm -hmm. and you can use that for anything in your life Mm -hmm. Um, and if not again take it back to that that topic we've talked about get curious. Why not? Is it just because you don't trust yourself in general? I would really look into that and really work on that in creating a business just because I know that I had that major issue um, before I started my business and it definitely showed up in my business and created Mm. some roadblocks for me. So I'm speaking Mm. from personal experience. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. And I still feel that's an unfolding process as our business or as our life if you don't have a business expands there's deeper levels of trust that we have to cultivate within ourselves in order to step into new alleys new steps new pathways for ourselves yeah a thousand percent Mm. one thing I think here that you mentioned as well is like through that self-trust through that portal of self-trust and when we actually start to to lean into our intuition and follow that how can we then translate that into what are the right structures and strategies that I can now implement from this place of connection with myself? So we're not creating strategies and structures that are in order to get something or from a space of lack, but we're actually creating them from that soul aligned place that is so grounded and centered in self. Yeah. I mean, this is definitely what my work um, is all about. Truly. If you are not familiar with different strategies, if you don't feel confident or good in trying things out, I honestly, I do recommend working with someone uh, on this who knows different strategies that you can try out. But again, keep bringing it back to this, get curious. So Mm. what I like to view things is, if you're not too sure what strategy feels right for you, is everything is a test everything is practice. That makes it feel much more useful instead of I'm locked into this and stick with this now. Mm. It's one step at a time. Does that feel good? Does posting on Instagram every day feel good? 
If it doesn't, take a step back, get quiet with yourself. Why doesn't it feel good? Is it because I have visibility fears? Is it because I'm worried what people are going to think? Is it because I feel like I don't know what to talk about? Is it because it just doesn't feel fun? And if it doesn't feel fun, how can you make it fun? Mm-hmm. One step at a time in a way that feels very good for you. When it doesn't feel good, back off and reflect. Mm. And I guess as well, finding unique strategies that serve you, that work best for you, because there's so many different ways to implement things out there. So it's not just a reflection on what's going on within me, but what ones best serve me and what I want to create in the world. Hello? Yeah, the screen went completely black, so I definitely missed you there for a minute. (laughs) Oh, no worries. (laughs) Did you hear my question? No, not at all. (laughs) I was just saying, um, so... I never remember my questions, but I'll say it again, then it will come through. (laughs) Also, like being aware of how many different options there are available to you, how many different strategies there are available to you. So being open to exploring different ones is, is super important as well to find the ones that best serve what you're creating. Yes. The one thing that I don't want to happen to anyone listening is feeling like they have to do something because the coach they look to does it that way or the person mm-hmm. that they hired does it that way. Um, if if someone is a business coach, they should be able to offer their clients different strategies, not just the one that they're doing. That is my mm-hmm. opinion on this. You can disagree with me if it doesn't resonate. But truly a business coach is to help you with your business, not to teach you how to replicate what they're doing. So make sure that when you're looking to work with someone, you're keeping that in mind that you're finding someone and resonating with someone that can genuinely find and help you figure out the best strategy for you, not just necessarily sharing the way that they're doing it and expecting you to replicate the same. Mm. Um, I think we get really stuck in feeling like we have to do what our coach does or we have to do what the big name in the industry does. That doesn't always feel right for us at all and we operate differently we have different patterns we have different beliefs sometimes we have to run our business a completely different way than the person that we look up to and this is coming back to kind of what we touched in on the beginning of that we have patterns that are kind of very unique to us and also conditioning that's unique to us experiences that are unique to us and an intuition that is very unique to us. So if we're applying all these different ways that we're hearing from other people, that might be what's creating that overwhelm and frustration within our body because it's not actually in alignment with all of these uniqueness experiences that we have. Yeah, one of my biggest um, pieces of advice that I often have my clients do is when they're feeling overwhelmed and they're like, I just don't know which way to go. And I'm like, your intuition always knows. And they're like, well, I don't know my intuition. That's a sign that you have too much going on around you. You have to mute people on Instagram, clean up the list of people that you're following, really watch the content you're consuming because the way that everyone speaks, the content that everyone puts out is going into your brain and being filtered through the lens of those trauma responses that we had that we haven't fully healed yet, right? Mm -hmm. You have to really be able to discern if someone you're following is truly benefiting you in a good way or not. Is this person making me feel worse about myself when I follow them? Even if you look up to them in one way or another, if they're still making you judge yourself, mute them, unfollow them just for now, 
and know that that's something within you that you can work on to heal because mm. it's not it's it's not going to benefit you to keep those people who who are making you feel less than in mm. your orbit it's just going to create chaos and noise and that's when you can't really listen to intuition mm. i i completely resonate with that i've seen that on my journey a lot especially even with people that i'm inspired by and I'm like, oh, I might go and watch their video for a bit of support in this moment because I'm feeling a certain way. And straight away, it's that kind of association and that trigger that's like, I need to look to the outside world in order to shift or make sense of something within me. But actually, the power lies within going within first. Oh, a thousand percent. And so that's definitely my best advice if you're feeling overwhelmed or even if you're not feeling overwhelmed, mm. really reflecting on everything you're taking in, all of the training you're taking in. I love learning. I want to watch trainings all day long just because I enjoy it. But sometimes it's not beneficial, right? It's like, mm. are you learning a new skill or are you just trying to distract yourself from the work that really needs to be done? Because that happens too, right? Mm. What can you do to bring it back on home to yourself? What can you do to in your intuition? That sometimes leads to needing to block out the outside world. That sometimes means deleting Instagram and Facebook from your phone for a week so that you can really get quiet with yourself. Mm. And I think this is important, not only in business, but in all areas of our life. Like when we because we want to work with coaches that are going to be a reflection of us, ask us questions to get curious about ourselves, not not the people that tell us how to lead our lives or how to live our lives without taking in mind that we have these unique experiences. So I guess here what's important is come back to yourself. Like you said, come home to yourself first and lead from that place. Yeah, always yourself mm. first. And it's very, very difficult. I know this from personal experience. It's a very difficult when you don't feel safe with yourself, when you don't trust yourself. So that's why those things are really mm. what you should be working on all the time. I mean, not to add stress or anything or like a, <laughs> another thing on this, but focusing on that, on the self-trust and feeling safe within yourself to make those decisions, to trust your decisions. I mean, I feel like that is really mm. what you need to do. Um in general yeah I feel I feel that I want to I want to just tap into something that just came up to me it's like this concept as well as like when we're making decisions from our basis of our intuition and we're feeling guided how do we discern between when that's pure intuition guidance and when that's actually coming from a pattern or a traumatic experience I love this question (laughs) yeah no I actually I do teach on this um Mm. intuition feels calm knowing in your body Anything that is rooted in some type of pattern or trauma or anything like that, you will have a body response. Don't get me wrong. You will have a body response, but you will have thoughts in your mind of, can you trust this? What are you doing? This is stupid. You can't like anything Mm -hmm. like that. It's going to question and going to be like, what are they going to think of you? What are you going to do? Like where intuition you're going to feel, you might still question yourself truly, but you're going to feel so calm in your body. And you're going to, you're going to really say, this is the most common thing I hear people say when they've trusted their intuition is, I don't know why I don't have a reason, but I just like doing this. So I'm going to do it. Mm. If you have a reason why you're going to do something, it likely isn't coming from pure intuition. You're likely adding some type of logic to it. Right. Mm. Um, And the logic, the mind is not, is not where the intuition Mm. lies. Mm, so that deep knowing yeah that peace that calm um 
that deep knowing that you can't logically explain. Like that's <laughs> the type of thing where your friends and your family are like, you're doing what? You're quitting <laughs> this job that pays you a bunch of money to like go do dances on Instagram in order to make people like be your clients. Like what? But you're just mm. like, I can't explain it. I just feel like it's a step. Mm. Um, that's the intuition. Mm. And what a powerful place to lead from and let ourselves be guided from because it's literally just the communication with the universe the communication with source and I just think when we let life guide us in that way so much more magic happens in our life and you don't have to be the entrepreneur leaving the corporate world it could be absolutely anything it could be you know going after that that promotion in your corporate job it doesn't have to be just applied to entrepreneurship so I think letting people know that it's okay to do that is something that we need to do as as not just coaches, but as a community in connection with other people, just giving them permission to be in their own power and follow what that is showing them. Yes. And I had, this is not my own personal story, but mm. this story blew me away and mm-hmm. made me be like, oh my God, I, oh, I love my stories. intuition all the time. <laughs> I don't know because you're in Spain. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know if you are familiar at all with Joanna Gaines, who does the show Fixer Upper on HGTV in the United States. No, but I've heard of Fixer Upper because I've, I've spoke to a lot okay. of Americans. So, I've heard of it, yeah. I was reading this book and I can't even remember what the book was, mm. but this book was talking about this woman who, out of nowhere, like God told her to start like a home decor shop. And so she was like, okay, she started it. She ran it for a couple of years. By the way, I want to disclaim that some of these facts are just from my memory. So I can't, (laughs) I might get things wrong. Okay. (laughs) I'm sure there was steps between her realizing this and opening the home deal. (laughs) So these like manifestation stories and everyone forgets. By the way, there is like two years in between like this and this happening. Like there is a process. So yes, so disclaimer. But we're here for the ride. We're here for the ride. Um, But this story seriously inspires me so much and really, really makes me want to always listen to my intuition. So the book that I was reading again, I don't remember what it was, but it was like there was this woman who felt a nudge from God that she should open a home decor shop. So she went through, like you said, the whole process. She opened Mm -hmm. a home decor shop for whatever reason, even though like it should have not necessarily worked, it worked. It worked wonderfully for two years. She was doing so well in her business and she heard God say, close the shop. And around this time she found out she was pregnant. And so she closed the shop. She was like, it doesn't make sense. Everyone was like, it does not make any sense. What are Mm -hmm. you doing? What are you doing? Your store is doing so well. She was like, I just feel like I need to shut down this store. That's what God is telling me. She shuts down the store. A few years later, she hears God say, reopen the store. And she reopened the store. And along the same lines, the store was doing really well again. They expanded into real estate. HGTV calls them up. They get their own show. They are, (laughs) like, booming in the United States, at least, right? They have their own home decor line with Target. They now have their own TV network called Magnolia Mm. Network. They now have a TV network because of how big this... Oh, it's frozen again. Oh, man, I was so into it. (laughs) I'm still still hearing you and seeing you, so I don't know what's happening on your end. Because she followed all of her nudges, they now literally have this... TV Mm. network. They're not even on HGTV anymore. They have their own TV network, the Magnolia Mm. Network by Chip and Joanna Gaines. They are, they're, they're like 
uh, valued at to be like a $7 billion like company, something like that. That could be totally off, by the way. But a crazy amount of um, valuation monetarily. And she, when you watch her on TV, when you watch her shows, she truly acts from who she is. She truly leads mm. with her heart and she just does things because she's like, no, I just feel like it has to be this way. Mm. That's what she did. That was her story. And I had absolute chills reading that story in the book that I was reading because I love her. I have watched her for a years now, almost a decade. And to see that she really became who she was and grew this empire that she did because she was following those intuitive nudges, those mm. those intuitive hits from, I don't know why, but God told me to do this. So I'm going to do it. Yeah. She now has how powerful. So, <laughs> yeah. and I mean, it's like there's no, there's no. I love the sense of manifestation, but I'm actually kind of seeing it in a different way now, where it's more just like let life guide you, let life show you what the right things are for you. Because it does, it speaks to you all the time. But are you listening to that voice? Are you trusting that voice? And like you said at the beginning, this takes trust in yourself and loving yourself, accepting yourself first, releasing the stories that aren't who you are, and then being able to listen to that voice. Because when you do, even though, like you said, it doesn't make any fucking sense, (laughs) but if you just keep walking, things start to change and show and okay, it might not be all the same story. Everyone has their own unique experience of what unfolds, right? But it will be the right thing for you, whatever unfolds when you just lean into that trust of life working through you. So much more powerful. Yeah. And how much can you trust that there is a plan that's unfolding Mm -hmm. even when you don't have the reason right in front of you, right? So when Joanna closed that shop, when when they were doing successful and she's heard God say, shut down the store and everyone said what are you doing she was like I gotta do this it worked out for her Mm. times a million in the long run but everyone in that moment questioned if she busy she knew she wasn't but Mm. everyone around you might question it if you can hold on to your inner knowing of I don't have a reason right now but I trust in time there will be one Mm, releasing expectations as well releasing (laughs) the need to know Yeah, this is this is definitely one of the biggest things that I've experienced in my life and still experience of this release of expectations and also fully just surrendering. Fully surrendering. It's, it's a Listen, it's a body process as well. It's a body yeah. process. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it's not easy at all, mm-hmm. believe me. Um, I have my own attachment issues for sure. <laughs> uh, but just know like this is how I kind of approach it now. If you can allow yourself to work through the process of trusting yourself with small things, that mm. leads to being being able to help with bigger things. Mm. So even the decision like, what do I want for lunch today? And your mind is like, ooh, eat that pizza. But your body is like, I really feel like I need like something with more green, something with more protein to keep me mm. full and give me more energy. But your mind's like oh, that pizza though. But mm. if you can trust in your body that your body is craving that, mm. let's say a salad. I can't think of a great example right now. That mm. salad. If you can trust that, eat the salad, you're going to feel so much better because you're like, wow, this really worked out for me. I have energy mm. now. I have energy for the rest of the day. Whereas you eat that pizza, you feel 
the rest of the day. Mm. And this is kind of using bad food examples. I apologize, but I mean, it can it can happen on the right reverse, now. can't yeah. it? It, <laughs> yeah, can, exactly. it can be you like my body wants, <laughs> yeah, my body wants pizza. My body wants to sit and chill with my friends and have a pizza. Like that's totally okay too. Agreed. Listening to that voice, not from like we talked about earlier, like making sure you're connected to yourself first. So you're listening to that clear voice coming through, not the ones that are kind of rooted more so in your patterns. And then forgiving yourself when you do make the wrong choices <laughs> yeah. sometimes, because we all do. There's times I've experienced in my life, still experienced in my life where I've done something thinking it was my intuition. And then I'm like, oh shit, like that was definitely my mind and my ego coming in. <laughs> every day yeah oh, oh god why did I just listen to myself listen. yeah the more we beat ourselves up the more we stay in in not yeah. a, a great place so let it go as much exactly. as you can and again yeah, I'm like the queen of not being able to let go understand how hard it is <laughs> truly <laughs> exactly I mean it's all just a learning experience isn't it so like we tapped into earlier just curiosity bringing curiosity to everything that you're experiencing everything that's happening and then just flowing with that letting that happen and forgiving yourself when you make the choices that aren't so in alignment with with your intuition and your guidance absolutely curiosity will help you every single time as will i touched on this a little bit but Mm. viewing everything that you're doing as like practice so i was Mm, terrified to do Instagram lives. I had it in my head that like to be a successful entrepreneur, you have to be able to go live on Instagram. Don't know why I thought that, but I had it in my head. It's not true, by the way. (laughs) Um, And I really wanted to be able to do lives. I struggled with this Mm. for a year in my business. People would be like, hey, do you want to do a collab with me? Should we do an Instagram live together? And I would like have a panic attack at them asking Mm. me that. Like I was so not okay to do it. And I kind of forget where I'm going with this, honestly. (laughs) Just let whatever comes out, come out. (laughs) That's Um, the way I like to see it. I had to work through that fear of visibility Mm. first and, again, remind myself. Oh, I know where I'm going now. Okay. I had to remind myself that it is all practice. So I challenged myself to a 30-day Instagram Live challenge. I realized that the pressure I was putting myself on was that I thought, for whatever reason, in order to go live on Instagram, you had to have, like, a 30-minute to an hour, like, full on like Mm. training to give people of like information (laughs) that would just blow them away and make them so impressed with you and I was like why do I think that like all of a sudden I just realized like why do I think if I went live on Instagram for 10 seconds that would still count so I challenged myself last summer to a 30-day Instagram live challenge and I viewed every single day as practice as practice Mm. for when I actually wanted to do that 30-minute live training or that collab on Instagram live with someone and every single day I just viewed it as practice some days I talked for 20 minutes, some days were 10 seconds, but it all counted mm. because it was all in integrity of the goal, which was to show up, challenge myself, do it even when I was scared, um, be able to regulate myself so I'm not stuck in a traumatizing pattern and allow 10 seconds to be enough because it is. Mm. Mm. I love that. I love that concept as well, just viewing everything as practice. And that is the foundation for what will serve you when you reach the, I mean, what got, what is a goal really at the end of the day, when we reach where we want to be or there's, that's still a concept that we don't even need to go into because we're, we are where we're supposed to be. But if we're working towards becoming, so from my experience, like mine is becoming an interviewer, right? So what do I do? I practice every day by doing podcasts. Yeah. I practice by doing lives. I practice by doing lots of different things to do with talking to people right and in coaching as well same thing so 
the more that we can bring elements of the big thing that we want to experience in our reality into these day-to-day practices, right? The more that we feel confident embodied in the thing that we want to do. And it's like, oh, I don't even need that thing now to feel that I'm successful because I already know that I am internally, right? And then the world just reflects it back to you when you're ready, when you're really in that place and the right opportunity comes along. But if we're not practicing following our guidance, then when that opportunity comes along, we won't recognize it. Oh my God, everything you said, I'm obsessed Mm. with. Um, I want to point out to people too that like, do you think Oprah became Oprah overnight just because she did it? No, she had to no work way. at it, right? And now she's another one that has her own TV mm, network too. Like, exactly. she had to hone her craft, hone her skills, hone her talents. Yes, she has a natural talent for everything that she does, but she had to get good at it and build up that self-belief too. That's Completely. what you're doing now. That's what you're doing mm. now. And if you can take that approach of every single day that I practice this I get closer and closer to being able to embody the 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 dream that I have Mm, I think that's one of the things that we have and I say this because I had this but um this this concept of like we're already the expert because or we have this natural talent so automatically we should just have all the clients or have all the people watching our videos or whatever it may be when when really that's not exactly how it works. It's much more about you might have a natural talent or you might have something that you lights you up, right? That makes you feel good. But the embodied sense of it, we kind of talked about this a little bit earlier, the pathway to really embodying that which you're doing and that which you're creating is when you are practicing it each day, bringing it in on a cellular level into your body. So it becomes just a part of who you are. It becomes something that naturally flows through you. There's no more kind of, I had need to do this in order to be successful. It's just something that naturally happens and it becomes part of who you are. And then, like we said, the opportunities comes along. And then when the opportunity comes along, you're really ready to take that opportunity on because you already know that's who you are. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Something I actually teach on a big concept John is mm-hmm. um, stop trying to show up as an expert and show up authentically, unapologetically yeah. as yourself instead. Totally. I promise vulnerable. you that is, that is so much more magnetizing yeah. to the people that you want to attract than trying to put on a professional face, mm-hmm. trying to come across as the expert when you don't feel like one. You don't have to feel like an expert to be valuable. You have intrinsic value and value just for being yourself, just for being totally. alive, just for being a person. I, I think we get really in our heads because we see from different like Instagram experts, right? That you have to come across as an expert or an authority on something in order to make people want to buy from you. And I think that makes us feel like we have to put on a show. We have to show up Mm. um, in a type of way where we're performing. And when that's not really who we feel inside, we're going to have a disconnect between who we want to attract and who we actually attract. Mm. I really feel that. I love that. And that, you know what, just being yourself, being vulnerable, taking off all those masks and everything takes away all the bloody pressure that we put on ourselves to be something that we're not, right? We come yeah. out of this world saying, especially when we're switching from, from corporate to entrepreneurship, we're like, we just want to be ourselves. We just want to create something that's us. And then we end up covering up again <laughs> with all of these different conditionings that we experience with other people. And this is this is not judgment to this because this is a process and this is a process I have definitely walked, still learning to walk. So I think like for people that are listening in and thinking about 
how can I best embody what it means to be my authentic, vulnerable self? What piece of advice would you give them as we kind of finish up today? I would say start sharing whatever you actually want to share. We box Mm -hmm. ourselves in a lot based on all of the traditional business of you can only speak about these content pillars because otherwise it's not relevant. Your soulmate clients want to see every single part of you. That is what's going to attract them to you. That's what's going to magnetize them to you when you show up fully, when you show up eating the pizza, when you show up eating the chocolate ice cream, when you show up saying- I saw I something feeling- in your Instagram and it was like, um, I still do stupid things or something like on my stories. And I was like, oh, I really connect with that. Oh, yeah, yeah, I read it on one of your people posts. People always say- I love I that, this, I love that. I took this course, but outside mm-hmm. of this course, um, people always say- um, like your stories should be really curated and you should like fit them into like buckets and you really shouldn't like show too much like personal things or whatever. And this isn't even something personal that I share, but I always share in my Instagram stories, um, like funny reels and funny memes Mm. that I find. And that's because I love that. Like I share that with my friends and family. And so I'm putting something I find in my Instagram story, Uh, a more traditional business could look down on that because it's not serving my business. But it is because do you know how many DMs in response to that funny thing that I get? Like, this is hilarious. Oh my God, this made my day. Thank you for sharing this. Like, do you know how once you have that initial DM from someone, it becomes easier and easier to build a connection with them? Mm. Humor is connection. So in doing that, it actually is a little bit strategic, but it's very frowned upon to use your business account Mm. as a more personal account like normally Mm. people only share that type of stuff on their personal accounts right you wouldn't necessarily Mm. do that on your business account Mm. but I really recommend sharing things resonate with you sharing things you find funny you are going to open the door for people who have the same sense of humor as you people who get inspired by the same things as you and they're gonna be like wow this person she gets me she knows that I just want to have a moment to laugh each day she knows Mm. that I I find this funny too and I'm gonna connect with her and you never know what's going to to be the thing that makes someone actually want to hire you. Mm. And even beyond hiring, just building genuine great connections with people. And I think like, isn't Instagram a brilliant tool to do that? Like it's literally served me so much for my podcast because I've connected with so many incredible people in this industry. And, and it's just been an amazing tool for that. So I think as, as we've kind of finished up, for today I would love for you to share where people can find you it will all be in the show notes but just let everyone know how they can connect with you if they're if they're resonating um, and just to share something that you want us to finish up with a little note a takeaway for for the listeners so you can find me on Instagram is definitely the best place at molly.didio and like Emma said she'll have it actually spelled out in the um, show notes for you. Please, if you listen to this podcast and it resonated with you, please shoot me a DM and just let me know that it did. I love, love connecting with people. I have a four or six in human design. So community is my thing. I, <laughs> I, I value relationships above all else. Um, oh, I'm going to have to have a chat with you about human design after this now. <laughs> I freaking love human design. <laughs> Yes, I'm a human design manifest manifester, emotional oh, I authority. For so six. many manifestors. I just <laughs> this is so like the past like I don't know, two, three months, everyone's like, I'm a manifester. I'm like, 
I have like literally business partnerships or with manifestors. <laughs> I think like, that you're being part. initiated into a new level because yeah. we are the initiators. Yeah, so there you yeah, go. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of my business partners, we have a talk show together and he's a power, like he's a powerhouse, you know, because he's a manifestor. But we're both one threes. So it's always trial and error and wanting to like say, like know everything exactly how it is and stuff. Anyway, that's me tangenting <laughs> along at the end of the episode. I'll let you uh, <laughs> wrap us up. <laughs> yes. So if this resonated with you, please shoot me a DM on Instagram. I would love, love, love to know what about it hit home for you. And I'd love to just keep in touch with anyone who who really resonated with this. Um, I would really say the best advice I can offer you, the best insight is to really start practicing coming home to yourself, putting those reminders on your phone every couple of hours to really tune in to how you feel mentally and physically and making those tiny little adjustments every single day to do more and more things that feel good to you. It's the compound effect. It, it's the little things that add up. It's not the giant shifts that are going to change your life. It's the little ones. Mm, quantum leaps are in the small steps not the huge ones right yeah (laughs) thank you so much for coming on I just want to honor you it's really been a pleasure to connect with with you and to hear you share your your perception on how to actually show up so empowered like by following your intuition by trusting yourself so thank you for coming on and thank you for sharing your wisdom with us today absolutely thank you so much for having me no worries my love thank you everyone for tuning in and listening and we'll see you all next week bye bye (laughs) thank you so much for tuning in today we hope you feel even more expanded connected and inspired from today's conversation don't forget to leave us a review if you're listening on apple or spotify And you can head to the show notes for even more ways to connect to our community. See you next week.